for those of you who were concerned that we were gone forever, we're not. <laughs> the huddle is back. Stop the alarms. Shut everything down. Stop the emergency procedures. The huddle is here. Boy, was there a uh, some feedback yesterday. Apparently, people didn't get the memo from the previous show that we were not having the huddle on Thursday. It, it, first of all, it's nice to know that we're wanted. I yeah, mean, was, for sure. That was kind of cool. But uh, so much love even at the breakfast with people like, what are you guys doing here? You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> you can't be here. You got to be doing your show. Jump back in your box, will you, man? <laughs> so, um, big shout out to Dan Nelson. Little did you know, that's the first time I met Dan in person. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, just the power of what goes on, you know, in this virtual world. There's Eddie Dykes. He's up. He's ready. We're visiting Hard Rock today. We're going to rock that place. Can't wait. Let's go. Always fun knowing you get to see Eddie Dykes. For me, that's, uh, that's a really nice end of the day knowing that we'll be sitting, sipping a tequila at the end. Without you know, a doubt. Without a doubt. Good morning, Good Jamie stuff. Tribble. Thanks for being here this morning. And I'm so looking forward to being with the Dykes tonight just because Eddie is fantastic, but so is his family. It's, I'm excited to see Jesse, excited to see the whole crew and spend some time together with everything that they have going on with the start of holiday season. Um, yeah, certainly a great time to be looking at uh, gift giving. Uh, yesterday was a beautiful morning for us. The reason why we took off, in addition to the fact that it was Veterans Day, um, our man, Andrew Koenig, uh, you hear us talk about him all the time. He is a real community leader. I mean, that's all I can tell you is that he is constantly putting himself in the mix of helping people raise awareness, raise money. So just an amazing job yesterday. He is the chairman for the American Heart Association Heart Walk. And uh, he put a hundred or so of his closest friends what in a room. room and then said, here's your envelope, go. <laughs> what, what a room. And, you know, shout out to Bob Dennison who stood up and gave a tremendous speech about his why and about being a hero. But it was a room full of fantastic people that I think everybody was motivated to uh, help support American Heart, which... You know, you really don't think about it. Like that was the big point that they made is that you talk about cancer, you talk about diseases that are really bad and, and really tragic, yet the heart is the number one killer in the in America, and it happens so often and it happens at the blink of an eye. The stories are just gut wrenching. And so uh seemed like everybody seemed like everybody had some story it's touched them in some way someone dies of a stroke or high blood pressure which i have you know so which you know is regulated by medication but bob's story in particular was you know just you know there are certain people who have a gift for getting up and he was very natural and very um you know genuine well, he was authentic yeah he was himself yeah. and you could right. like for me Maybe you don't you you don't jive with Bob, but I immediately knew that Bob was the guy that I wanted to spend some more time with, yeah. just because of his personality and his delivery and the way he communicated, which is at the heart of excuse the pun of working right. the room. Um, you know, that's a lot of what we teach people is how do you work a room like that? You're there for breakfast. There's a lot going on. You got to be very strategic about how you work that room. And certainly um, it was great because the reputation that we have garnered, um, some people came to us. 
I mean, yep. Andrew was busy, you know, he had a few people said, hey, I want to meet the Noodlebergs, you know, which yep. was certainly great. And so we're going to be super involved. February will be the month that we kick that thing off. And then yep. I didn't even realize that I was going to end the day with Andrew Koenig as well, because I was at the Dolphin game last night where there he was on the field <laughs> celebrating uh, the veterans. And it was, a well, number one, it was a fantastic game, fantastic experience, but the the things they put together for Veterans Day, there was a Marine uh, presentation that was phenomenal. I mean, it was it was so captivating because of the way they performed with the precision and the sound. It was so great. But then Andrew was on the field celebrating some specific veterans from different branches of the government and uh, and giving some stuff away to them. So it was super cool to see him in the morning being a community leader. Then at night, late at night, 9.30 at night, he's on the field of the Thursday night football game doing whatever it takes. So I took a, I took that picture and I sent it to him. And I said, great to see you again today. And he sent me the gif back that said, I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, always stuff going on, always giving, you know, doing whatever it takes. But you can't start your day without wake up music. So um, Friday, it's Friday, a WTF, what the Friday, <laughs> you know, so um, I got a couple of funnies for Friday that always sort of put us in the mood. Tell me what you would do if this happened to you on an airplane. <laughs> what? I'm <out. laughs> I'm, so I'm, I'm 100% taking it and throwing it over the chair and being okay. like, that's not how this works. Like. That's your space over there. This is my space here. No, no, we're not doing this. I mean, you want to talk about being oblivious. I mean, totally, <laughs> oh, totally cool. insane. So, oh, my God. So that's a reason why they should allow scissors on an airplane. Right? So. so let's tell a little airplane story then. So on our way back from Cincinnati, long week. It was late travel. We take our second connection from Charlotte to Fort Lauderdale. And a lady and her baby get on the plane and sit in the seats behind us, and the baby is definitely sick, right? Like coughing, oh, yeah. coughing, coughing, hacking it up. And you want to talk about what would you do if this happened to you? Well, she was sitting in the middle seat, and there was a gentleman sitting on the aisle seat next to her, and this baby is coughing, 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 and don't you know it, here it comes. And I hear behind oh. us, what? And I was like, oh, no. So I like scoot forward. Everybody kind of looks back. And this poor dude had this baby yak all over him. And he was as gracious as you could possibly be in that scenario. Like, totally cool. Like, oh, I totally understand, whatever. But he did He did then look at me and go, 
God, I hope she doesn't have COVID. (laughs) He really did handle it really cool. There was nothing he could do. It already happened. Um, Everybody threw stuff in. So it does prove that you have a choice on how you handle stuff. So continuing in the Friday funny, you know, this text messaging thing, we're always, you know, you know, we get messages, we breeze through them. Most people don't read the whole thing. What about this text message? Hi, I'm here for you. From the Uber driver. <laughs> this is really funny. Sorry, I lost all my contacts. Who is it? It's my Uber driver. This is really, really funny. So that's a great line coming from an Uber driver. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's you know, those of you who are a part of Gary V's network and have connected with him on the community text app, he is like notorious now for like, the Sunday night text of like, don't worry, tomorrow's going to be a great day. And I'm like, like, this isn't genuine, bro. Like, you don't even know me. You don't even know what I'm going through. Like, what are you talking about? So great job by the Uber driver. Um, so that's good stuff. It's Friday. It's always fun to laugh at ourselves and stuff like that. So um, I like to lighten it up. But there is this very serious issue happening in the country. Everybody knows I love to read. I love reading. So every morning, the reason why I get up that early is I like to digest all this information. And I have just become aware of a very, very significant problem. And the problem has to do, where did all the public bathrooms go? You want to talk about WTF, man. Where did they go? There is a very, very serious issue. I kid you not. I've heard an investor over two um, or two over the years make a certain type of make fun of a certain type of entrepreneur. The ones who are so enamored with their product, if you ask them their target market, they go, everybody would want this, right? So (laughs) doesn't everybody want public bathrooms? (laughs) I mean, public toilets, we are, let's examine how we got here with the the largest shortage of open, clean restrooms. So like you have to go to the bathroom how do you handle it? I don't know where this article even comes from because all I know is, is that everywhere I've been in the last year, there's been a bathroom. So, like, was it like super clean? No, but like, like it depends on where you are, right? But I have not felt the bathroom shortage. So I don't know where in the country people are feeling this shortage. But that's why I love Florida, you. That's why I, that's why I love you. So I go deep and I'm like doing research on all this stuff. Um, In the 1950s, there was the rise of the highway rest stop. Thank you to our friend, Stephanie Stuckey. And then in the 60s, imagine this, there were pay toilets. You had to go put coins in to open the door. Now, obviously you don't remember that. No, but Europe has that. So when we were traveling in Italy, there were public toilets that were paid toilets. But guess what? If you needed a clean bathroom, that was your clean bathroom because they used the money to fund the cleaning and the upkeep of the bathroom. So I was like, this is brilliant to me. Like pay to play, pay for what you want. You free bathrooms, you get a hole in the floor, right? You pay, to, you pay for a bathroom, you get the Taj Mahal and you get golden toilet paper. So like take your so, pick. To your point, you know, you know, magazines and online, there's so much need for content that I call bullshit on this. 
Like, <laughs> so, I don't have a problem going to the bathroom. <laughs> so like, apparently in New York City, there is a problem you. because New York City cut back on allowing public to use their bathrooms. But like, have you really not been able to find it? Or are they just telling you, no, you can't use it unless you so, come in here? So look at Donna. So you want to talk about funny. She says, let's talk about the long line. When you talk about men, you can't talk zip. Because <laughs> men and zippers do not get along. Okay, let's just throw that out there. There's so. the movie Something About Mary really oh, illustrated oh, that for everybody. <laughs> wait a minute. So it's it's a fascinating conversation. So November fifth, twenty twenty one, this lady writes an article for Forbes. The first thing since surviving a pandemic has a way of forcing people to focus on the basics: health, food, shelter, and the need for human connection and go to the bathroom since when did we need to focus on going to the bathroom <laughs> i don't need to focus on it when i gotta take a shit i take a shit it just happens <laughs> I, don't I really don't so now this, this brings up an interesting conversation though that i've had with gabby before like <laughs> gabby plans her bathroom breaks right like she needs to know where we're going and based on where we're going she's like do I need to use the bathroom now so that I don't have to use it there? Whereas I'm just like, oh, I got to use the bathroom. Time to find a bathroom and I find a bathroom. So like men and women have a very different strategy when it comes to what's the bathroom situation and what do I need to do in order to be prepared for it? Oh, listen to Christy, man. Shay, put up Christy. There's a- There you go. There's that for everything. Squat. That's great. An app called Sit or Squat that tells you where the bath where the bathrooms are and reviews them. There's an app for everything. I absolutely love that. So it blows my mind. So um, the state of public restrooms in the U.S. is pretty deplorable, is what this article <laughs> says. But here's the facts: the U.S. has only eight toilets per hundred thousand people overall, tied with Botswana. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know Botswana had bathrooms. <laughs> so Christian Castellano comes in with the comment that says, "Sometimes you need to focus," and that is true, Christian. I do remember there being times in my life where I really had to focus on getting the job done because maybe the urinal was moving around, maybe I was moving around. I don't right. know, but it seemed like it was target practice a little bit. I, I find the whole thing you know, hilarious. It shows you that we're just driven by content, driven by conversation. And then you have a city like Portland who's always known to be like ahead of it. And they have designed new bathrooms that are gra graffiti proof. They have bars at the top and the bottom of the structure, no mirror, no running water inside. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Once you shit the closet. <laughs> Just... Oh, man. They oh, call man. it the loo, baby. So, yeah. so I, this is fantastic because this is what living is all about. It's just picking a topic, going to fun it, having fun. Now I have a warning for you. So I have great motivational music today. And the warning is this video contains strong language, which may be offensive to some viewers or inappropriate for children. The content within this video is intended for mature audiences that usually disqualifies me, but, <laughs> but, but when we're done, this is gonna tee up the rest of the show in such a fun way. Earmuff your, your kids. 
Elo Green, Daryl Hall. Uh, Daryl. You know, that song is so it's great. It's impossible not to have fun after listening to that That's song. exactly my point. <laughs> Even Daryl Hall, I mean, a guy who's a very serious musician, is having fun, and he's using the vocabulary. It's part of the vocabulary. And this obviously dates me back to February when I, you and I had a major conversation that went completely bonkers on the Internet yeah. about – that when you swear, it's a sign of intelligence. Sure. There's a lot of reasons why swearing is a sign of intelligence and helps manage pain and all that kind of stuff. So I want well, to bring I, I, I would ask everybody, as you were singing that song, and you're like, well, fuck you. There's definitely somebody who popped in your mind. Absolutely. Experience exactly that right. popped into your mind. Like, it might have been from way back. It might have been from recently. It might have been something really traumatic. It might have been something light. But as you're singing that song, you have something to pop in your mind. Like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> so <laughs> so when, I went, when I went to your dad's yesterday, just showed him my uh, my cherry on the side. Took mm. a little took a little. Sp- Little spill down the down the stairs, trying to carry up some formula and some bottles and in in a drink in, in hands and pockets. <laughs> and there was a uh, a very loud uh, "fuck you" that was said. Or <laughs> because, and then everybody, everybody upstairs is like, "What happened?" So, so here's the thing, though. Like, and this is why I want to talk about it. There is a time and a place to tell somebody to fuck off. You right. know, there is. You know, I mean, we're in business. You're not going to get along with everybody. People drag you through the mud. You and I have conversations all the time where we hope they don't say yes to us. Right. We go through the drill. But, you know, if it's a sign of intelligence and I really want to dig into the five reasons, right, then it is intelligence to let it out. Right. Hey, fuck off. Fuck this. Fuck that. You know, so no offense to anybody who's watching this, but, um, you know, it's this is real life. It's part of how we communicate. And if communication is so important, which we believe it is, 
you know, I think it's it's a fun. And you don't necessarily have to say fuck off, right? I think that that's the the point to me is that like for yourself and for the alleviation of that emotion and of that stress, it's great. But then when actually dealing with that person or that scenario, finding the way to tell them to fuck off without saying, and so like, I don't know for anybody out there that watches the crown, the, the queen and English people are the absolute greatest at telling people to fuck off without saying fuck off and making it sound super elegant. Right. Like talking to somebody and really like unbelievably undressing them and, and taking them apart, but doing it in a way that you're like, wow, they didn't say anything rude or anything out of line and completely annihilated that person. That is such a skill and an art form that needs to be that needs to happen for people in order to have the right dialogues. So um, there's all kinds of studies. The number one reason is that cursing may be a sign of intelligence. Um, it helps manage pain and more and all that we talked about. One of the things I like is profanity improves pain tolerance. So you like worked out this morning, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And you push talking. yourself to the edge. <laughs> what so, better word? So, you know what? I'm going to be an accountability partner here. I worked out. However, Hayden Kassan did not. Hayden, I don't know where you were this morning, which I love working out with Hayden because he sets the bar very high and we push with each other to compete. But after the set, it is, I'm laying there and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, look at Scotty Garber, man. Great. He goes, what are your thoughts on the folks that say frick? Goodbye. Out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, freaking frack out of here. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I so I want to give a shout out to Eddie Grant because Eddie was a strong Christian, is a strong Christian, very faith based and removed for profanity from his life. But, you know, he was very, he, you know, he's very animated and very emotional and he had all different kinds of words to substitute that actually became like running jokes around the teams or whatever. So if it's not for you, good for you, right? Nothing against it. Good for you. But when you find the words that fit, like he would, he would just say things all the time that he'd be like, you gotta be dry humping me, you know, like, and I'd be like, everybody would be like, dude, what is you saying? So, so listen, so. That's what it got out for him. So Lori, Lori pins it perfectly is that sometimes it's a common bond. The first one to drop an F-bomb, yes. oh, brother, come on, let's go, you know? So I remember interviewing with Brian Polian to go to the University of Nevada. And we, it was an in-depth interview. We spent five hours together. And I, it was to the point where the jacket was off, the tie was undone, the sleeves were rolled up. I was on the whiteboard. We were going through the film. And I got into it, and so my language started to come out. And I was, you know, dropping them here and there and making my points, you know, making my point across. And he, after, you know, he offers me the job and we sit down. And he said, one piece of advice for you on the interview process. He said, you are absolutely phenomenal. You're well-educated. You're articulate. You communicate. You do an amazing job. But had I been Tony Dungy sitting here in this seat, you would have lost the job because you said the word and you didn't know whether or not I was okay with it. And I was like, that's really great feedback. Like, know your audience and uh, know if it's appropriate to drop it or not. Brian Polian was okay with it, so it didn't rub him the wrong way. But I made the mistake of doing it before I knew 
whether or not he was okay with it, which could have cost me in the long run. You bring up a great point because I remember, um, and I do it to, to this day, even in virtual, I go, does, um, you know, some language offend you? Right. If it does, I, I, you know, I, I won't go there. And all of a sudden people go, oh, no, no, bring it. You know, and, then, <laughs> yes. and it just becomes more of a natural conversation. So um, it doesn't mean you can curse all the time. Yep. You do have to pick and choose your spots, you know, pick and choose your environment. But there's sometimes it's just such a colorful way to. Uh, so I thought it was a great conversation. Certainly a great Friday. song. It is perfect for Friday. It is perfect to showcase you can pick any topic in the world and start a conversation. So can we just end the week with saying another fuck and say that it's hate week and let all of the Miami fans out there know we do not respect you. When it comes to rivalries, we respect Florida. There is absolutely no respect Ooh. to be had for down, this weekend. Man. It is Miami, Florida State, 330. Doesn't matter the records. These are some of the most fun games to be a part of. So excited for this weekend. Should be uh, should be a doozy. Florida has Samford. <laughs> yeah, and they need to win badly. They Ooh. need to win badly because but they were saying, you know, one of the guys on the on the ESPN was like, "Oh, this one should be a no brainer," and I'm like, "There are no no brainers right now, man." So they win. So the so let's just talk about that scenario for a second. They win this game. They go to five and five. They go into Missouri. They on the road. Ooh. They go five and five. Right, tough game to win. Then they come home for Florida State at the end of the year, which should be, you know, look at Florida State. You got Miami, then you got a week, and then you got Florida. Let's go. It is, they remember November. Let's get down to business. Let's go. Have a great weekend. We're back ready on Monday. Come up, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like